0: to the senior leadership in the company and I think many of them thought I had lost my mind uh, it just you can't imagine what a novel approach it was to to our to the marketplace at that time and looking back looking back it was the right thing to do we, we've grown in all these other markets uh, because of the resources we dedicated to those markets uh, it's not about providing a product to a customer it's providing a solution to their problem. And so at the engineering level, you get involved with customers and they call you, I have a problem. Can you help me come up with a solution? And that's where business is today, which is, which is a good thing because the incredible people at YKK excel at that.
1: Hey geniuses, we're so glad you're here. And today's episode of Hey Genius is going to really inspire you. I am Dr. Jeannie Snyder, your host of Hey Genius, Make the Connection. And our genius guest today is Alex Gregory. Alex is a global leader. He is the retired chairman of the board, former CEO and former president of YKK Corporation of America. That's right folks, the zipper people. But if you haven't studied them, you will find out how many more products and more services they provide. You are probably not only wearing one of their products, you might be sitting in your car on one of their products. So listen to Alex Gregory today. Don't miss a minute because he's going to give you some real insider tips on how to build culture, how to bring the genius out of people, and how to really deal with crisis in a business as well as building a team. So, zip it up, come listen to Alex Gregory, and we would love for you to like, comment, and subscribe to Hey Genius, as well as refer to our show notes. You're going to find out more about Alex, about me, and also about this podcast. If you love us, please leave us a review wherever you like to watch podcasts. And without further ado, here's Alex Gregory in Hey Genius. Hey, geniuses. I'm Jeannie Snyder, host of Hey Genius, Make the Connection. And my favorite connection is with you. We're so glad that you, our studio audience, are here today. And I am beside myself. I am thrilled that I have one of my mentors and good friends and one of the people I admire most here in the studio today for our episode. And that is Alex Gregory. Alex is the former chairman of the board. CEO, and before that, President of YKK Corporation of America. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Zipper people, but they do a lot more than that. So Alex, we're so glad to have you here, um, here on Hey Genius.
0: Thank you, Genius. It's a pleasure to be here. I do have a problem with my name connected with Genius, but uh, I'm glad you spell it the way you do. Anyway, I'm I'm so happy to be here. Well, Genius is
1: the remarkable talent in someone. So you definitely have remarkable talent. And so we're sticking with that, and we are glad you're here, but one of the things we do is talk about connection in business and in life, but I first want to talk about what's our connection. We have had um, a long-term relationship, and how do we know each other? I think or we at least met, what do you remember? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think we met first uh, more than 20 years ago at wow. the Georgia College and State University Board of Trustees. I think I was actually chair at that time. That was the first time I was chair and you joined the board, and since then we've had a lot of other connections. Well, we both, uh, we've both both been the leader in residence at Georgia College. That's
1: right, that's and right. And
0: I actually worked with you a little bit with some of your clients, and yes. and that was fun, so a number of connections there.
1: Lots of connections. And um, yes, Georgia College is, has, holds a dear place for both of us in our hearts. And um, we spend a lot of time there and a, a, a lot of work on that campus. Um, it's a it's a truly remarkable place. Um, and I do remember that day. I remember walking in the—we're um, very fortunate at Georgia College to have the old governor's mansion on, the, um, on our campus. And we were down in a really big room. And I remember walking in as a newbie. And he was, what? up there as the as the chairperson um and that that was i do go right back to that day and um that's the first time that i witnessed your leadership in person and have learned so much from you through the years so
0: sorry to interrupt but that that day was very special for me because i received a phone call during that meeting that i took and it was from japan and they asked me to visit japan in the immediate future Yes. And that was when they asked me would I take over as the leader for the North and Central America region. So, that that's wow. really that day sticks in my memory really wow. well. Wow! Yeah. And,
1: and talk about that a little bit. What what did um, tell us the real emphasis when they called you right from Japan? You know, to to take this position. Tell us a little bit more. I happen to know the backstory, but tell us a little bit more about well, I'm not why sure that exa- was so significant.
0: I'm not sure what part of the story you want me to tell, but the world of YKK at that time was divided into six regions. And until that time, each region had been held by a Japanese expatriate. And no one, I don't think anyone ever expected anyone other than one of our Japanese friends to lead one of these regions. And so it was totally unexpected when they called me and asked me, would I take over the North and Central America region? And...
1: That's amazing. And that's when you take (laughs) that phone call, even in the middle of a meeting. That is, uh, and that is a significant point. And at that time, I didn't know that story. I'm still, you know, sitting at the table, listening, learning. Um, But that is a huge intersection in your life.
0: Oh, absolutely. We, We
1: talk a lot about, obviously, that's what the Make the Connection means here is, I believe in interesting intersections in people's lives and businesses that, changes the next path. So talk about that a little bit. How how did that clearly change your path in business and in life?
0: Well I look at that day. I met Jeannie Schneider that day, (laughs) and I also was offered the job of...
1: Yeah, two different things. That's right. Yeah, that that was good.
0: What was interesting at that time is uh, 2000 was like the peak year for our business in this region of the world. Mm. Uh, Many people in the textile or apparel industry would talk about 2000 as being the peak, and then the world started to change after that. So 2001, which was the year we were living in at that time was uh, was an off year for y- YKK revenue wise for us in this region. And then I became president in January of 2002 <laughs> and uh, I inherited a budget that I really had nothing mm-hmm. to do with the preparation of. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a recovery budget. Well, we didn't recover. Business got worse and worse and worse over the subsequent two years. And so we were in a crisis, the world was changing and uh, Back when I was offered the job, I don't think anybody knew what was about to happen, but all of a sudden I was tasked with uh, a big, big project. And uh, in fact, the owner of the country, the company, Mr. Yoshida, apologized to me for giving me the job at this particular time. But but I told him, I said, uh, I felt confident the team that we had could could handle it. And I appreciated the opportunity. You know, there are a lot of lessons in that. One is You know, a crisis is a good time to learn what you're made of and what your team is made of. And I speak to a lot of classes, especially MBA classes, about my YKK experience. And I'm always careful to say that that the genius was the team that I had. And I did play a small role in assembling that team, but uh, they're the ones who made the miracles happen. And some quick statistics. Prior to that time, about ninety-five percent of apparel was manufactured in the United States that mm, we purchase here. Mm-hmm. American consumers purchase apparel, ninety-five percent of which is made in this country. Currently, that percentage is less than two percent. Two percent of the apparel we purchase since is manufactured. Well, since about that period of time, it really 95% started changing to two
1: 2% percent. To two percent,
0: right? So let's think about that. Most of our customers that we were providing products to at that time, ceased to manufacturing this company. I've got another couple of charts that shows uh, 59 jeans manufacturing plants that we were providing the brass zippers for. There's nothing better than a big old heavy brass zipper that we consumers demand in our jeans. And uh, we've got one of the largest robots in North America in Macon taking the copper and the zinc and making brass. And- uh, I've got a chart that shows 59 jeans manufacturing plants, primarily in the Southeastern United States in 1999. By 2004, 2005, they were all closed. All of them were sourcing jeans from outside the country.
1: Okay, let's just think about this for a minute. And this is something when I met Alex that I took for granted, that there was a zipper in everything. There was a zipper in jeans. I can tell you the day after I met Alex, I looked at clothes differently. When I would go to buy something that had yeah. a zipper, and I love zippers, clearly I have—I didn't mean to do this, but yes, yeah. I'm clearly wear a lot of zippers. Thank you, we appreciate um, that. Yes, we're supporting the supporting the industry, but I always look now to see if it's got that stamp of yeah. YKK. Yeah. Um, and it's not something I thought about, and I think in it also brought to mind we have zippers almost everywhere that we take for granted. Mm-hmm. There's also these little details you have mentioned of of different statistics, big details, 95% to 2%. So what started happening? You're handed this budget, you're handed this company, you're apologized to by the the head of all of YKK, and yet you saw that crisis as a challenge that was a trajectory. If we were standing at that moment in time right now, and you were talking about that intersection, What would be the names of those two streets?
0: Well, I'd have to take 10 or 15 minutes to get a good answer for that question. (laughs) But let me just say that the world of YKK was doing fine because our customers were sourcing from other countries that also had YKK zippers being manufactured. So So the world of YKK was fine. We were in a crisis mode in this region. In the U.S. In the United States. So, so at that crossroads, we, we looked at a very bleak future. Mm. Uh, so I had 3000 employees, or we had 3000 employees in our region. And of course I was very concerned about them. So to make a very long story short, we, uh, we took all of our existing revenue, all of our sales and tried to identify the industries into which they fit. For example, mm. we were already selling a few zippers into the automotive industry. And so, again, to make a long story short, we reorganized the company and created these industry groups. And we, we assigned people to those group, marketing, sales, product development, engineers, to those industries. And we literally shipped them off to different places, know Michigan for the automotive group, and said, go become experts in that industry. To bring it full circle today, the automotive group, that's our fastest growing market segment, A typical car out in the parking lot will have 15 to 20 products made in Macon, Georgia for the automotive industry. We work with every automobile manufacturer in North and Central America. And let me say, I've retired in 2018, so Mm -hmm. everything I'm talking about is up to that point. Since then, they have made a lot of other amazing changes and adjustments, but we were the... First, I think region in the in the world to reorganize in that way, and then later YKK actually sort of restructured the entire global company along the same lines. They they never gave us credit for the idea, but anyway, we were there we were there first. The
1: genius was there. You you maybe out of the crisis you created this idea, but what it did was it grew the business globally.
0: We created and this idea. Those connections. And, and I remember going to Japan and presenting this concept to the senior leadership in the company. And I think many of them thought I had lost my mind. Uh, it just, you can't imagine what a novel approach it was to, to, our, to the marketplace at that time. And looking back, looking back, it was the right thing to do. We, we've grown in all these other markets uh, because of the resources we dedicated to those markets. Uh, it's not about providing a product to a customer it's providing a solution to their problem. And so at the engineering level, you get involved with customers and they call you, I have a problem, can you help me come up with a solution? And that's where business is today, which is which is a good thing because the incredible people at YKK excel at that, finding solutions.
1: So you just, you've just did a nice segue to my next question, is you, I know this because I know you, our audience knows a bit about this because of your telling the story of how the team pulled together with you as their leader, thinking, how do we do this differently? So we've been doing zippers, so I want to stop for a second. You just said, how many products are in car US Let's cars? just say 15. Okay.
0: 15 to 20 products.
1: Are in any, any vehicle. Those aren't zippers. Those are zippers. A few
0: of them are zippers, so but most else? of them. So what else? Talk
1: about the diversification for well, us, a we lot think zipper.
0: of it, A lot of it is in the seat closures. Uh, a seat is a very mm. highly technical apparatus, and yes. it's got a lot of different fittings and cl- the the covers on the seats. For example, we we manufacture a lot of products that go in to hold the hold that tight fitting cover to the, to the seat. Got it. And. Uh, I've got some slides I could show you that, I got it. that would explain okay. it better, but a lot, of, a lot of different products for the season. So
1: just the diversification of that, we don't even know where some of these solutions ended up, right? And they're in our world every single day. You were about to talk about the people that pulled together right. to to make this happen, right. and I know that in our work, we're yes, you're right, we're not just geniuses alone, right? But how do you in your work, through your amazing career, and even in what you do now. You are still a leader in so many places, a huge mentor to people. How do you um, pull the genius out of other people? How do you get them to see things that they may not have seen about themselves? What, how do you do that?
0: Uh, okay, good. Uh, the way I approached the business was to make sure I had the right people in the right places. Mm. Uh, in the position, I, I, I like for people to think I'm a nice guy and all that, but I had to make some tough decisions and I had to move some people out who were not in the right places and were not the right people to handle the challenge that we faced. So it was, it was not all fun, but mm-hmm. putting the right people in the place, in place, coming up with a new organization. I created, I created two new positions. Um, my pred- my my, contemporaries and and counterparts in other parts of the world, all the companies report to them and they do a lot. When I became president, at the time we had 18 companies, it's now 12 companies, Mm -hmm. they all reported to me and all the department head reported to me. So I was a busy person who traveled a lot. But I, especially because of the crisis we faced, I knew that 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 organization structure was unsustainable. So I created a Fastening Business Leader and an Architectural Products. We haven't talked about the Architectural Products. No, not Shame not on yet. me. Mm. We, we make the primarily extruded aluminum products for, for many commercial office buildings and condos. Uh, it's down in Dublin, Georgia. We've got two and a half million square feet of manufacturing in Macon and another million square feet of manufacturing down in Dublin for the Macon, architectural Georgia, Dublin, Dublin, Georgia, Georgia. in right.
1: US, Southeastern United States.
0: Right, right, right. So I created these two um, uh, fasting business leader and architectural products leader. And I had all the companies report to them. I said, go run your business. Now, I always retain the um, P&L responsibility mm-hmm. and the compliance responsibility. So it's not like they could go in any direction they wanted to go because I was going to Japan about every three months reporting on our results. So I had ultimate responsibility, like the captain of a Navy ship, you know. Right. And if if they messed up, that was my fault. Got it. Which was a good rate I, I like that style. I liked being responsible. That style of leadership? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if, a, if an employee in Mexico got hurt on the second shift, yes. that was my fault. I did something wrong. Mm. I didn't put enough systems in place, especially the compliance part. Environmental compliance, safety compliance, code of conduct, making sure we had all good managers. So by creating those two positions, I was able to focus on other things, including compliance, strategy, and Primarily putting the right people in the right place.
1: I just heard a couple of things there. So I heard Navy experience. Yeah. You've got some Navy experience.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, you've got an engineering degree. Right. You started off in a small town in Georgia. You were born where?
0: Eatonton, Georgia. Correct. Small
1: town in Georgia. So when you were born and you were going through high school and that kind of thing, you thought, let me be the leader, the first American leader of a Japanese company when I grow up.
0: That's exactly what I aspired to do.
1: Got it. how that, where was that path?
0: (laughs) My father worked in a cotton mill in Edenton, Mm. Imperial Cotton Mill. And and during the summer and Christmas, I would work in that cotton mill. So when it came time to go to college, uh, I asked around, where does one go to become a cotton mill worker? And they said, you go to Georgia Tech and get a textile engineering degree. So my aspiration was to go get a textile engineering degree and come home and work in Imperial Cotton Mill. And that would have been fine. I would have been happy doing that. But um, after after Georgia Tech, I went in the Navy for three years. Mm -hmm. And then coming out of the Navy, my wife and I were in Eatonton on leave, and someone in Macon called and said, Alex, there's a Japanese company looking for a textile engineer. YKK was the first Japanese company to come to the state of Georgia. Today, they, to they there more than 650 Japanese companies the in Georgia. first of
1: 650? Yeah.
0: So, wow. so many of us are grateful to then-governor Jimmy Carter yes. and President Carter for opening that door, and certainly to George Busby and all the governors who followed after him to nurture that relationship with Japan, to bring manufacturing jobs to the state of Georgia. What a wonderful thing that is. Um,
1: the intersections and the connections you've mentioned today are myriad. there It's really amazing. I want to go to the thing you just mentioned a while ago. You d- assigned a fastener leader right. and an architectural leader. right. So you talked about holding things together and building things. right. I hear that in your story too, of we had to hold things together and we had to build things at the same time, pedaling right. while we're on the bicycle. Right. Um, you've also talked a lot about the we you you always Alex always says we he will never say I, mm-hmm. and he talks about the team. So you've talked about systems though. So that intersection also fastening and building people and process. Um, how how does you talk a lot about culture right. and corporate culture? Right. That's what if you if you if he's wearing a T-shirt underneath that it's gonna be about, about culture. Right. How did you get to that mm-hmm. being a key word in, I see it as you're using it in your life and your work. Right. How, how did that happen?
0: The thing that I love most about YKK and the founder, Tadal Yoshida, founded the company in 1932, right at the start, he came up with the cycle of goodness philosophy no one prospers without rendering benefit to others, and every decision we make at YKK is driven by the cycle of goodness philosophy. How does it impact our employees, our customers, the communities where we live and work? You know that—that's what the philosophy means. So that is a good starting point for creating a good corporate culture. Uh, I, it wasn't until actually 2016 that I heard a speaker, uh, David Friedman speak, and he said, what is corporate culture and does it change? And I, I raised my hand, eager to give the answers. I was going to say, YKK's culture is the cycle of goodness, and heck no, it'll never change.
1: Mm-hmm. You were prepared for that. I, was
0: prepa- I wanted to proudly state ooh, that, ooh, ooh, yes. <laughs> and I would have been so wrong. Uh, what What he went on to say is many companies have nice-sounding slogans and principles and values and mission statements and Hated all that. On the wall. Yeah, just wonderful thing. But what really determines the corporate culture are the behaviors of the people, the values and, and things that are show, that show up in the behaviors of the leaders, of course, mm-hmm. but everyone in the organization. So that was a real wake up call for me. It connected the dots. At all, we'd always focused on the core values and the philosophy in our discussions with employees. Sure. But he gave us another tool, and that was to come up with what we came up with 25 fundamental behaviors. I'll be happy to share those with yes. you or anyone in the audience. Yes. But,
1: It'll be in the show notes.
0: Okay, good. These fundamental behaviors, and now weekly we talk about one of those fundamental behaviors for every an entire week. week. You pick every one every and focus. week, we, we go in order from it. Canada to Colombia, South America. We're all talking about the same fundamental behavior for a week in every meeting that we have.
1: Wow. For I love two or three
0: minutes. Uh, Jeannie, do you have anything you'd like to say about this week's fundamental behavior? You know that. And so that's, everybody got every, 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 to fill we, in, we, and we've learned so much about each other. Uh, I remember when we implemented this program, I had some senior people who were real naysayers, and now we've got videos of them saying this is the best thing we've ever done to create the culture that we want and to improve morale and communication with our employees. So, so. Yes, those things affect me and the business world, of all, but also in my life, of course. And we had, we've had, we had employees. I remember a young man in Mexico saying, may I take these fundamental behaviors to, to my church? We want something. I said, please, please. Another young lady in Macon who was a single mom said, I'm going to use these to raise my daughter. We've needed something like this. So... So that's been a fun-
1: Intersection of life and work.
0: That's been a a fun thing to me. But the point I make to a lot of MBA students is, let's reflect on what I just said. I was a year away from retirement before I learned what corporate culture was, really Mm. was.
1: Really was. What you thought it was. What you would have raised your hand and said.
0: What I thought it was was not bad. We were trying to be a good company doing those things. But in terms of as a CEO and people in leadership positions, how do you influence- that culture. How do you move it in the right direction? Ensure that it's moving in a direction, in a direction that reflects those values. In print. And that's the genius of, of the fundamental behaviors.
1: <laughs> that's the genius. Yeah. In two or three minutes, you talked about one of those every week, but you right. had thousands of people focusing on that same right. fundamental behavior.
0: If, if I can interrupt. Yes. Also, on Monday morning, a message comes out from someone in the company describing what that fundamental behavior means to him or her. For example, I, I wrote some the first go-around, and when I was writing about appreciation, I was sitting across from my hundred-year-old mother, and I decided to write that one about my appreciation for my mother. You know, So people write them about anything, and that's the discussion that comes out of it. And of course, we can always apply that to business also. Are we showing appreciation for our employees? How often do we say, Thank you, Jeannie. You're doing a great job, and I really value you and appreciate you. So just constant reminders. And it starts off, number one, is do the right thing always. And, uh, is okay, we can stop there. <laughs> do right. the right thing always. And you can
1: spend your entire time. But
0: employees say things like, you know, we've talked about that so much, and now when I walk through my neighborhood and there's a there's a plastic bottle on the ground, I used to could just walk right past it, but now it pops in my mind what, What's the right thing for me to do? Should I pick it up? So I have to pick it up, yeah. And
1: that's genius. Yeah. Uh, those two or three minutes changed the trajectory of YKK Corporation of America and YKK. Um, I would say that's a wrap, but it's a zip today, <laughs> and I wish we had two to three hours more to talk with Alex Gregory. Alex, will you come back another day? I would be happy um, to. And I want to hear about your impending trip to Japan. It'll be your first one back, I think, since... Uh, since
0: twenty. 20- 18. Where he used to be on a plane
1: every time, I would call him at three in the morning sometime, not knowing he was there. We are going to have to wrap up this episode of Hey Genius, but I want you to think about what Alex has said. The genius of spending two or three minutes focusing on what is most important in your work and life. I hope that you'll take that away and think of that as we move in to whatever it is we do each week, each day, in your life and work, that's genius. So make that connection for yourself and we'll look forward to seeing you next week Thank you again, Alex Gregory. Thank you. And we will um, see you next week. Bye, geniuses.